Okay, everybody, Mike Lambert here, and uh, today we are going to work on a VR virtual reality animation. So the first thing you want to do is uh, just hop onto Google, Yahoo, Bing, whatever you use, and uh, look for a 360 grid, and uh, that's a basis of it. So let's uh, just take a look at this grid real quick. So you got four vanishing points. Bam. I don't know if you can see my mouse, so I'll just get the pencil ready. Got a vanishing point, vanishing point. Vanishing point and vanishing point. Uh, any of you that have taken art classes know of uh, perspective points. You got one point perspective, you got two point perspective, three point, four point, five point, um, so on and so forth. So, and uh, I heard things like, oh, there's like 36 way back, 36 point uh, perspectives. I wasn't exactly sure what that meant way back when because I was trying to draw it on paper and it didn't make sense. Up until, uh, well, I guess uh, technology breakthroughs we've had over the last few years and uh, the future that we're going into. So I, uh, I hope we can all make some great things moving forward. So you got these vanishing points, and if you look at each one, it's like a, it's like a five-point perspective uh, grid on each one of these. So if you had your cube there. You got your one point right there, got this one, and this one that goes up to here, down here, over here, and over here. So, you can almost do this on paper. If you think it through well enough, you can really just think this out on paper, draw it out, and then uh, do all the digital work after you scan it in, photograph it in, whatever you like to do. Or you could just uh, work on it all digitally with the stylus and a Wacom tablet, whatever floats your boat. But we're going to go through this, and I'm going to teach you uh, a few methods so you can make it look pretty pretty decent. So, you got these points of perspective. And once you get this grid uh, off of Google, bring it into Photoshop, and you can start working with your layers and bringing together your scene. Um, it's best, obviously, if you've worked with any type of animation before or even um, a fine arts painting storyboard it out rough draft it first so uh, you got a you got the whole idea going on so there's a few things I want to show you filter up at the top menu go to other and I automatically tap the wrong button how terrible so filter other then offset. Offset helps you tremendously. Still got the pencil on. But offset does help you tremendously because you can uh, just have this grid rotate around your uh, your space. And uh, before we go any further, I want to talk about resolutions real quick. <clears throat> so, I might be pronouncing this word wrong, but... Uh, this grid is basically an equal rectangular grid. It's where you got a sphere on a rectangle. Kind of like a, a world map of uh, the uh, not the United States, but of the world. So this grid right here is 4000 by 2000, which is uh it's kind of like a 4K resolution, roughly. Perhaps it might only be 2K. 
I might have uh, my resolutions backwards if I need to look at the width of the height. But anyways, this is on the lower end of the resolutions. If you were going to go max, that's what it would be. It would be 16,000 by 8,000. But data files get bigger, the rendering gets bigger, and even on a nice computer, it might still take a week to render out that one virtual animation, virtual reality animation. So I actually just like to go to 4,000. Um, cause the quality is good enough, um, but sometimes, like, if you're watching these videos on a phone, um, through the YouTube app, it, it does look kind of pixely and gets kind of glitchy, but that's a simple fix. Um, uh, all you have to do is hit the settings button, and normally the quality is at, like, 360s when it needs to be up to 720, and then it looks high definition clear and whatnot. So, if you're gonna work with the smaller resolutions, uh, unfortunately people may not realize it and be like, oh, this is, this is trash, it's all blurry and stuff so keep that in mind that uh on the final output sometimes i mean on a computer with a good internet connection it should just go just fine but if you're out like in the boonies and it's like oh glitchy and stuff yeah increase the settings so it knows to grab as much data from the the server as possible and then it'll look better but with that being said let's get to work so if you're working on this i mean let's see If you used, I like to use Photoshop, you got GIMP, you got Paint.net, you got a lot of programs you can use. So basically, if you can uh, digitally layer your painting and then uh, animate it, I, I use Adobe After Effects because it's a good quality program, but there's independent programs out there. So basically, this works with other programs, I'm just using Adobe. Because um, you got to layer it out, and then when you get into the animation side, there's a few other things you got to do, and there's a warp effect you need in Adobe After Effects to make sure all the perspectives are correct. Technically, before that, you could almost do, uh, you could almost just draw out the entire scene as is right here. And during one of my animations, I drew out, here, show you real quick. I don't want to pull up the project file because we're starting from scratch. But I had an ocean. I animated this ocean and it looked just like this. It was just straight across, flat, and a rectangle. And uh, basically, once I warped it, I grabbed this area over here, I grab this area over here, and I'm just going to undo all these real quick. So basically, I warped it after I animated it as a rectangle, and then I brought it like this. So then you're at the beach, and then it's it looks even nicer, because then you got all these different angles and every part. Um, all the waves, even though there were identical waves during a flat rectangle. That sounded weird grammatically, but anyways... Um, even though it was a flat rectangle, once it starts to warp and stuff, every single part of this, uh, of the ocean is unique within itself, which is nice. So, undo, get rid of that, there we go. So, okay, so I taught you about the other offset, because that comes in handy, because when you're drawing over here and you're like, oh, I hit this wall. Well, guess what? It's easy. Just hit filter, other, offset. Boom. It moves it over here. I mean, you can change the numbers, but it moves it around so that you can blend this in with, like, I don't know, let's say the stamp tool. It's from a different file. And then you can just, like, blur it all together or whatever. And then in the final project, uh, when this wraps into a sphere, because basically you sit inside this entire drawing like it's a sphere around you. That's what a 360 animation slash virtual reality video is. You can watch a 360 video and look around even uh, 
even on some TVs and uh, I don't know which ones, but like an Apple TV, a Roku, a Nexus, uh, Nexus box, I guess, a Chromecast. Certain ones can actually uh, do these 360 videos, but at the same time, like if you got a if you got an Oculus to a Google Cardboard, you can use these straight out of the YouTube app. Um, I've never actually uploaded anything to Facebook 360, but you can do that. Um, at the end of this video, at the end of this video, I'll uh, I'll show you the YouTube way of putting the metadata into the file so it gets uploaded correctly. Because YouTube likes these equal rectangular files, but some of them are cube maps. Some of them there's a sphere maps. And a whole bunch of stuff. So it really depends on the server you're going to. You do want to look into that because uh, I think Facebook takes a cube map or something, which basically it's this, but it's not easy to draw on. You'd actually probably want to convert it. If if it was me, I would want to convert it from this to a cube map. And a cube map, just so you know, it takes it basically makes a cube. This whole area. Even though it hits the borders and the proportions are completely off but you basically got the bottom the top there could be different spots and then your sides um but cube maps can help because like i said this is the bottom and this is the top that makes it a lot easier at the same time to uh do the flooring because flooring can get tricky i just like to blur those areas at the very top here and the very bottom just to make it easier because for the most part, you're going to be looking outwards, not up and down. Sometimes you might want to have a critter walk up to you, or you might be standing, you need a perfect grid to stand on. That's when you'd almost want to uh, convert it from this to a cube map so you can just slap on with the floor or like the sun directly above you is supposed to look like so it doesn't warp out in inappropriately. And then uh, you can convert it back into with Skybox and After Effects. But there's other animating programs out there, there's a lot of other things, so you could use all this uh, information towards whatever, but with Skybox, it makes it easy. You can easily convert it between different formats and add those final tweaks in before the final project. So, for the most part, this is pretty simple. These lines, they go up and down. And I'm using a mouse, I'm not using a stylus, so I do apologize about the distortion and whatnot. Or I mean, uh, look at the sign, it doesn't even match that. <clears throat> but anyways, if you look at certain things of these, look at this bottom line. This goes straight down, it comes over, and then it goes straight back up. And then you basically got another one here and you'd have to use that filter offset to bring it back around. Uh, one of the things I'm working on is a claymation, uh, and an, well, basically a claymation stadium, and I'm actually using this line right here to uh, for a tennis match, because I basically uh, clayed out and then digitally altered, uh, you know, there you go, there's a little tennis net, but uh, you can warp it. I'm drawing on this grid, so I can't actually show you exactly what I mean, but I can kind of show you what I mean. You can hit warp. You basically hit control T and then warp. And then you can warp this thing however you want it to the lines. So if you got this thing layered, it makes it a lot easier. 
but I'm basically I warp that net down to here so it looks like you're standing like right in front of the tennis net and you do have to pay close attention to these lines and some of these lines don't make any sense because uh curveballs and whatnot I mean for a wall obviously boom to here to here and once it's wrapped around you it's going to look like a flat rectangular wall but if you got a tennis player right here that hits a ball to go let's see here let's say the other players right here basically even though he's hitting it this way actually it might be easier to offset this at this point for this part but you got to think of these things you got a player here you got a player here he's hitting the tennis ball over this net so it goes over this net to this player and you got to think about all of these uh, you got to change the size you got to change the angle in some cases so basically you want to keep those things in mind when uh, you're making these it when uh, when that player's hitting the ball it's not going to exactly follow that line you're going to want to increase the scale when it gets to about this point even though it starts out smaller here and smaller here and it'll look like it goes directly over the net to the player if purport, if uh, lined up correctly it would probably droop down a little bit but that's okay in some of these cases it makes it easier to basically go to your menu bar hit 3d make sure you in this case your only layer but the grid layer is uh, selected and you can turn it into a sphere okay guys sorry about that I had a little bit of technical difficulties so what I was about to show you we are going to hit 3D at the top, we're going to come down to New Mesh Layer, make sure your layer, your grid layer is selected, hit New Mesh from Layer, Mesh Preset, and then we are going to do a sphere. And hopefully it doesn't crash this time, guys. Alright, let's do this. It's loading, it's loading, it's loading. Yes, it's going. And it's gone. Okay. So, still a little bit loading. Look at that. It's a sphere. Something's wrong. We're supposed to be inside the sphere. That's interesting. Okay, I'm going to pause this. And I'll tell you how to fix it. Okay, I unpause this because I need to adjust my little window here. Oh, look. Look at all those VRs that we got going on. Yep, yep. We got projects for days coming, guys. Okay. I am missing something here. What is wrong? Okay, so you are, it should be set on the layers thing. Go to your 3D panel, and if you don't see it, go to the top, hit window, and then hit 3D, and you'll get this 3D menu. That'll give you access to uh, some of the properties. If I do this right, it should be, let's bring this over, it should be the diffuse one, and we want to edit this texture. Okay. So now, that created another layer. Oh no! My window's all over the place. So that created 
why do you just like lock in the corner over there? Anyways, um, okay, so it's layer zero dot PSB up here. Anyways, here's the grid. It's still 3D. This is kind of cool because these can coincide with each other. I mean, earlier when we were drawing the scene, you could still work in this space, but it's all stretched out. I need to adjust the view in the over here. Not that one. Not that one. Bottom. Nope. Default. Front. Bottom. This doesn't make any sense. It's supposed to be on the inside. Hold on, guys. Hold on. Something got jacked up here. Okay. So I'm back after messing with the settings for a little bit. Uh... Up until this video, actually, normally it just puts me dead center of the sphere. This time it did not, so I got a little confused for a second. What I did, and it still doesn't look quite right, I went to... where the heck did I even go? I went to current view, and I made sure that the perspective was right, and then I looked at this one. The coordinates and I made sure the coordinates I reset the coordinates and for some reason the coordinates Put me on bottom so There is a, still a slight issue here because I'm supposed to be dead center of the sphere not actually at like An ultimate zero at the bottom of the sphere. That's the main issue right here but anyways When you do get into this kind of mode though, it just does not look right, but oh well Maybe I'll make an adjustment video in a little bit. But you can go to layers from this point. You can add another layer. And if you wanted, you can draw on it. Because, anyways. Anyways, you can draw on it if you want. Like, you can follow these lines be like, hey. Even though it's dark. It's like there's a square going right there. And obviously that is a vanishing point. So then you can follow these lines and be like, yeah, it disappears over there, guys. And then you can merge down. And then it adds it in. And it's supposed yep, yeah, it goes right here because it followed those lines. The only issue is this mode right here looks really cool and it helps a lot. However, I'm really not sure why. Because, like, if I reset the coordinates, it goes to the bottom, and that's an issue. That's a big issue. Because if it wasn't at the bottom, when we're actually. Looking through this, it actually looks like a a perfect sphere and perfect grids going in every direction. So it's a little distorted, and I apologize about that. But normally, when you hit 3D, go to new mesh layer, mesh preset, and then hit sphere, 
Hmm, spherical panorama. I'm going to try something real quick and see if that's actually the issue. Let's just delete that. Oh, let's undo that, actually. Let's just grab this layer. Grab that, bring that back over here. And let's just try that real quick, see if that was actually my issue. Okay, spherical panorama, not spheres. So once you're in this mode, there. Are you happy I wasted three minutes of your life? Once you go into this mode, it makes it so simple. If you look over here at your layers, technically we don't need the second layer anymore because we just redid everything on this layer. You can add another layer, and I mean everything looks so perfect. Look at your grid layer. You just grab it, drag it around. Sometimes it's helpful helpful if you write like a, an N um, somewhere. Like, oh yeah, this is north. Oh, well, that brush is a little too big. But anyways, okay, so you got this square, and you can easily color it in. I'm going to make it hard and small because that's how she likes it. So anyways, you can easily just follow these, and you can draw it out, and it helps. It really does help. And I actually drew on the grid layer. That's not what I actually wanted. You can go to layer 2 and start drawing it. And then you can merge it down, and it will merge it on to... The, the grid layer and if you want to edit that Go to Spherical Panorama Material, Diffuse, because that's where we want to do the drawing, and then it does create that another layer1.psb. We don't need layer, layer 0 anymore because um, that was actually my mess up. But it's really cool because when you go to layers over here, technically add another layer, and you can draw it on this grid. We'll draw that there. And because we're just working over here, we're going to follow this line and then merge it down. Then you go back over here to the grid, and sometimes you need to save these because uh, it doesn't always adjust correctly as it's supposed to. But, oh, look, there it is. I'm pretty sure that's the one I just drew. And it is, I just drew that one. So these update with each other, and this is still a grid.jpg with the Photoshop 3D effects and whatnot, but it's not even saved and they're connected. If you save these, you want to save the main project file, this grid one, and you want to save the layer1.psb because that's the flat version of this, and this is actually the layered image that you will need. So while you're working with the grid in this 3D space, and always add another layer, just a reminder, draw on that, and then merge it down. Right click, merge down, boom, and then it'll you can start working on your scene right here. At least getting the rough draft down. This part right here, this is where I sketch out, because, uh, I mean, obviously, I see a floor. So I could be drawing green down there, I could be doing whatever, and then up there's a sky, and you can easily trace buildings and just trace out the whole environment that you want, so you got the idea. So then when you come over here, 
you really would, I mean, you don't want the grid there, you really would want this to be the art piece, but then you got a nice rough draft of, like, I'll, I'll show you real quick. Suppose no layers are selected. What you know about that? So you just use uh, the move tool, the arrows that go in the four directions, to do this part, to move that, but then you go to your other layer, and then you can start drawing on these lines. Bring it up. And then merge it down, because, here, I'll show you real quick. Okay, I just drew that, but then if we move this grid, oh, guess what? It goes off-center from that. So before we do any camera movements in this 3D space, merge it down onto it. And then we can just go up. We can draw some more. We gotta add another layer. Bring it up. And over here, it's a straight line. But when we make it back over here, I'm not even sure where I was drawing that line, to be honest with you. Where are you, little buddy? Okay, so it's to the right of that one. Oh, okay. Over here on the left, that's where I just drew that line, and it's actually on a straight line. That didn't help so much. But with all these curved lines in the background, and especially when you start getting to the far distance where you need vanishing points to really make this uh, this environment look right. Because I'm working on a city, uh, downtown Denver, and I need I need this to, uh, to proportion it all correctly so it looks right, like you're standing between all these 3D buildings. All drawn though. Anyways, so once you get a good uh, layered scene going, you want the background, you want the sky, whether you're in a warehouse, whatever. Uh, once you got a good scene going, layered, because uh, you might want some of those crates that you just drew moving around. Uh, you have to keep in mind that that the perspective really does get distorted here. So if you're gonna have like a crate being moved across, you're wanting gonna have to plan for the sides you're gonna have to do a lot of planning or just have them stay in their little field of view technically you got four field of views plus up and down with those four being the main ones also before we move on to the animating part let's look straight up at the sky everything vanishes up there but let's just uh, switch this color real quick let's do yellow so I can show you because we're going to draw the sun. Okay. It's not that impressive of a sun. And I do want it bigger. So let's go with this. There's the sun. Kind of. Anyways, now let's go, let's merge it down. Now look, it's all flat and stuff. That is why stuff like this comes in handy, because, well, actually, if we were in the VR 360 space, it would actually look like a circle. But in this scene over here, it's, uh, it's an oval. Can't even think of the word. 
keep thinking of equal over rectangular. That's what this actual image is, but elliptical. There we go. There we got an elliptical, but it's actually going to end up looking like a like a sun. So get you wrap your head around perspectives, because that's what the name of the game is when you're working with VR in 360. And that's how you design the whole environment. Now let's move on, because if you've ever animated before, and animating should be a video in its own right. I'll show you in a second. Uh, hmm. Well, I don't want you to see my file, so I'm going to pause this. And, wasn't great, ready. Okay, so let's grab this grid. Is this the small one? Yep. Just so it loads faster. I'm dragging this JPEG over, but technically you'd be dragging your, your Photoshop file over. And well, you got this nice little, I like to zoom out a little bit, but then you basically will have your Photoshop file right here. So let's, uh, what do I have that I can just toss up real quick? Let's grab New York City. So, I want to show you guys, and this is just an example, it's not even going to look pretty, but the mesh warp, because this is how I did my beach and my ocean. So, my ocean and my beach was flat, it was just literally a rect an animated rectangle with the waves and stuff, but in a VR space that doesn't work. Maybe in a flat animation it does. So, with the grid behind this, and you can adjust the opacity of, uh, and I'd recommend it actually, if you decrease the opacity and then you mess with this mesh layer, if you look over here, and for some reason the window's going to fly over there, if you look over here you can change the columns, I'm just going to make it simple, I'm going to drop it down to like 3 and 4, and increase the quality, of course, sometimes. How I can go? Only 10, 8, eh, whatever. Let's do 6. Doesn't matter. For this, at least. So, if you click on these, the little uh, intersections, pretty much, you can grab this image and distort it. So, basically, it's, it gets easier if you just grab these and follow the lines. And whatever you have in mind, uh, a beach, the moon, Whatever it may be, this is awesome because uh, then you can start distorting almost any image into your space. You almost don't even have to plan out the Photoshop thing if you have already done animations and you're like, oh, I'll do that scene on that side, that scene on that side, that scene on that side, so on and so forth. Just use the mesh warp in Adobe After Effects. And if you're using other stuff, um, you can... I like Adobe After Effects. I mean, you got Flash, you got a lot of things. If it can, if the, if it can be warped, if you can warp your image, then you could probably do VR uh, videos in almost anything theoretically. But you got to be able to warp it, and you got to make sure it looks right. So that's the gist of it. Um, everything from this point forward is all animating skill, and that's a topic in its own right. So. Uh, once you finish this, and uh, you got to download a program. If you just go to Google, and I'll leave a link right here. 
and in the description below of where to download the YouTube converter uh, meta tag. I should have it on my desktop somewhere because I use it. Oh, isn't that awkward? Those aren't nudes. Those are drawing references, guys. So, when you go to YouTube, that link, you download this Spartial Media Metadata Injector. For some reason. Okay. And once you have this, first you export your video from Adobe After Effects or whatever, and you get an MP4 file. Once you get that MP4 file, open up this program that you downloaded from... Um, from YouTube and just these are already injected but basically you grab your mp4 you make sure the first one is clicked you inject the media metadata and then it just basically makes another copy right next to it that says injected and you want to upload and I've uh, I haven't tried it in Firefox I haven't tried it in um, what is it called now Microsoft Edge Internet Explorer I've only tried Chrome and I heard it only uploads correctly in Chrome, even though it works on Android phones, on multi-platform through YouTube. Uh, although the output works correctly through VR, 360 videos, 360 videos, you can grab the screen, drag it. Sometimes there's a remote so you can look around in the environment without the goggles because it's on a TV, yada, yada, yada. Wow, I went so fast, I lost my train of thought. But um, basically upload this into Chrome onto the YouTube website. I haven't tried uploading anything through my phone yet. So to each of their own, you can try what you like, what you please, and whatnot. So there you pretty much have it. Anything uh anything else is a uh, it's pretty much I guess would be class 102. So I hope you guys enjoyed this video. I hope you guys enjoyed uh enjoyed it, learned a lot. Um, had a good few laughs on my stuttering, and, uh, yeah, uh, please follow, subscribe, share this video, share the other video, share one of the projects, always, always support your artists, it's a hard life, and if you, if you learn something, please share it with your friends, bring them to this video, share it on Tumblr, cause, I don't know, Facebook's overused, you know, so, uh, and if there's anything you want me to elaborate further on, please leave it in the comments below and I'll do a follow-up video or I might, if, I, if it's a simple thing, I'll just uh, let you know in the comments or edit the caption later. Uh, yeah, so Michael Lambert here, and have a great day. Thank you guys so much.